3: Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight.
0: What up, what up, what up? I'm trying to sound like LJ Uh, This is Omar Kelly, host of I Am Athlete Tonight, and I'm trying to match the energy of my co-host, Auntie Chantel Trimiter. Uh, Do you like the doctor in your title? I've, I've, I've heard you refer to yourself as a doctor when you announce yourself. Uh, Are you one of those doctors that have to have the doctor included in your in your name and description?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. Uh,
0: Okay. Is is it because of how hard it was for you to earn that title? You know
4: what I'm saying? Like that? It took a minute. Like people don't understand how, you know, you remember back in school when you when you complained about writing like a two page paper and you made sure it was 14-point font and two-line two, two line spacing and Who all that. to write in 14-point font? I'm just saying, like, because you didn't you didn't have the words to write a whole two-page paper.
0: Oh, okay. So gotcha, gotcha,
4: gotcha. To get that little PhD, I had to write a 160-page, single-spaced, 10-point font uh, paper. So, yeah. I deserve- okay. How you Definitely. doing? You good to I'm enough? good. Let's go. This, this, means this is rocking. We rocking we rockin just us two. Yes, we.
0: This, this is Doctor Auntie Chantel Tremontier, former Auburn standout, who played in the WNBA, producer for hip hop albums and 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 records, hootie who actor, Disney double trump, double teamed, uh, actor in Disney movie, double teamed. Later on in the show, we've got Adam Pacman-Jones and Lijay Duzal going to join us for our football focus segment where we'll separate the contenders from the pretenders. And we've got a really good show for you guys today. Uh, Like I mentioned previously, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the contenders and pretenders in the NFL as we get prepared for Week 11 games. We'll also, as I predicted last night, the Tennessee Titans punched the Packers in the mouth pulling off a 27-17 victory, and we'll discuss that. Is this the loss that seals the Packers' postseason fate? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the Titans had a little bit of a misstep when offensive coordinator Todd Dowling got arrested early Friday morning for DUI, an incident that led the NFL to send out a memo to the entire team. But we'll also talk about a little bit of hoops. With Did Ben Simmons have a breakout game last night against mm-hmm. the Portland Trailblazers? Damn, Auntie, you you gotta got let the people hold a little bit, you know.
4: I can't wait till we talk about that. Yeah, and come on, and, Tennessee, come on, come on, Coach Downing, act like you've been here, act like you won a game before. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've also got uh, Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard's
0: return. Um, is he finally getting back to himself, or 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 we got a long road ahead? Um, that's up next. That's up next on I Am Athlete tonight. Right now, the first thing is this game that we saw last Thursday that's night. Right. Um, I don't know if it's the brand of football that a lot of people want to see because this is an era where everybody wants to see that pass and pass happy football. Right. These are two teams that wanted to run the ball, play the physical brand of football. And the Tennessee Titans showed you a total team effort pulling off that 27-17 win over the Green Bay Packers. It all started with the run game of Derrick Henry, who gained 87 rushing yards. He pulled in yet another thousand yard rushing season uh the first running back to pass a thousand yard mark for this for the year and henry also rushed for his 10th touchdown becoming the fifth player in nfl history to rush for 10 or more touchdowns in five straight seasons he also threw a three-yard touchdown to Austin come on Hooper. Derek. yeah man he was balling yeah, he with him Hen- with henry leading the way the, t- the tennessee titans offense gained 408 yards its highest total of the season The 27 points was a season high. The win kind of puts them in the bird's eye view seat for the AFC South lead. Um, That division is super weak, so uh, they should be able to pull it out as long as they don't have major injuries or collapse. But it also triggered Aaron Rodgers' demise. Aaron Rodgers was missing a lot of open receivers, took a sack in inopportune times, inopportune moments, and really showed the world that the upset victory that they pulled off against the Dallas Cowboys was practically meaningless. Is Aaron Rodgers falling off a cliff and has his pass, his time passed him?
5: We are here from Aaron now. We need to run the football effectively to win. And didn't do that today. So, had to find a way schematically or otherwise to uh, run it effectively and when we got opportunities one-on-ones we got win one-on-ones i got to throw the ball better than i did tonight there's not a lot of margin for error for us and definitely not when a uh, team is stout but it gives you some opportunities uh, you gotta hit on those plays I couldn't tell you to point to one thing uh, i'm not going to make excuses about my thumb it's been the same since new york um I don't know. I got to go back and look at it. I feel like fundamentally I was, you know, in a good spot. Um, but I just didn't have the same type of uh, consistent grip and, and ball coming out the same way. I threw a lot of kind of wobblers tonight. So um, there was some wind, but uh, just missed a few throws I should have had. I mean, definitely the one to Sammy and, and the one to Allen for sure.
0: Uh, auntie at what point do you get concerned about aaron Rodgers' Is confidence desire commitment focus health as we continue to progress this season
4: you know <clears throat> I- i'm gonna give aaron Rodgers a pass um you know i th- yes he's he hasn't played great but i mean he hasn't played like mvp rogers right if this was somebody else i mean his quarterback passing i mean his QB rating for the year is is over ninety percent, right? He's thrown nineteen touchdowns. He's only thrown seven interceptions, but three of them came in no, November six against the Lions. And so, you take that out. He's not playing bad, but you just wonder. Like, I saw the game last night, and mm-hmm. there were just throws. That yes, it just doesn't seem off like. the mark. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, it mm-hmm. just it's something seems off, and you know, obviously, we we talk about. You know, his his number one receiver is gone and a lot of young receivers and and, you know, the running game isn't that great right now for the Packers, but he's just still not throwing. I mean, he missed wide open receivers yeah. and that just doesn't happen with Aaron. But throwing you know, it a
0: little bit behind him, th- right. th- uh, throwing a little bit high. Right. I, I I hear exactly what you're saying. Now, let me ask you this question, Auntie. hmm. Do you believe that this season would look different for the Green Bay Packers if Devontae Adams was still on this roster?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. You know when a when a quarterback loses their number one receiver, and they've been together, they were get together for a long time, and you know you lose that receiver, you you lose that that um, security blanket, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes some time. Right. I mean, everyone at the beginning of the year was like, oh, Tom Brady, he, he doesn't look the same because he doesn't have Gronkowski isn't there. And that That's was his security blanket. Okay. Um, obviously, yes, he was going through some other things, but it's the same thing. I mean, Devontae Adams was the guy. And, and when you're a quarterback and look, I know I just played flag football right in Atlanta. But I knew as a quarterback on my team, if like my number one wide receiver wasn't playing one week. You know, I felt that a little bit. Like, man, because you always – you look over there and you know that number one is over there. So you know no matter what, you can get the ball to that person. And nah. and he doesn't have that. And I, his rhythm is just – it just he just seems off.
0: Yeah. Now, when you were a point guard, who was your number one receiver? Who was you looking for all the time, Auntie?
4: Well, in the WMA, my, my, when I was a point guard, I was looking for Ruthie Bolton because, you know, Ruthie Bolton is a, a – uh, multi-time Olympic gold medalist. She was an all American. She was an all pro WNBA, but she's a legend. Um, and I knew that she was going to get me some assists. Right. And so she was going to help me uh, pack my stats. And so I didn't, and that's that, you made a great point. Now, look because, because I knew that Ruthie was out there on the basketball court and I knew that she would help me, you know, pad my assist stats, I wasn't so worried about trying to do everything else. I wasn't worried about trying to mm. trying so hard to score. Right. Yeah. When I knew. Okay. I knew I'm doing my job because I got this one right here. And, but if she wasn't in a game, I would always have to try to do more where that wasn't necessarily my strongest point. And, and so with, with Aaron, when that, that guy isn't on. there, yeah. now you're having to force things and, and his release is still the same. Right, it's still quick as hell, but it just doesn't look his,
0: his right. escapability is is there as well. Absolutely, um, I I think the one thing that I noticed from Aaron Rodgers last night was when he was on the move a little bit more, his passes weren't as pinpoint accurate as as right. they usually were. Right, and it could have just been an off night. It could have just been oh uh, the the wind was at an elevated level. Right, his but his performance. Wasn't as sharp as it needed to be, right. um. Especially considering you know he had this ridiculous record on on Thursday night games. Um, I am learning now, and yes, I'm I'm older, I'm <laughs> aged, I'm mature. Aging I've gracefully,
4: Aging Age gracefully. Th- th- come th- on,
0: thankfully, thankfully, I just got my hair done, so we, we covered up some of yes, these grades. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to style for y'all. Um, but I, what I'm learning is. When you re when you move an important piece or change an offense from some of these aging quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, right, like Aaron Rodgers, like now even um, Derek Carr, right, um, look, look, and and I thought about this from Dante Culpepper. Do you remember when Dante Culpepper went from the Philadelphia Eagles to the Washington Commanders? Yes, uh, I'll refer to him. Them Redskins back then, mm-hmm. yeah. And he completely fell off a cliff. Right, right. You know, they have a comfort that a familiarity that they're, and and the same thing could be said about Matt Ryan, that when you take them out of that element and you take something that makes them comfortable, it throws them off. Right. And I don't know, I, some and some of them. I'm not sure if they can ever really
4: get it back. Like you know look at I, Russell Wilson, right? I, I think and and Donovan McNabb, you know, he he did turn into a different player, right? But then I then I look at it like Donovan McNabb is never has never been it would never be, a a um Aaron Rodgers, right? But if you just look at his stats, you know, like last year he threw four interceptions all year. Yeah. And and him this year throwing three in one game he threw thirty seven touchdowns last year he's at he's at nineteen right now I mean this is his even at a ninety three point two quarterback rating it's his lowest since two thousand fifteen um but you know when he comes last year he's at one eleven the year before he's at one twenty and now you're at ninety three and now you know everyone's saying oh my gosh Aaron Rodgers might be normal like he may be average right now which now it's crazy and And I just don't think that people I'm not making excuses for him, but I just don't think a lot of people understand like what that means when you lose, not only a security blanket, but a security blanket that 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 was there for a long time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is what coach Matt LaFleur had to say about Rogers and some of his receivers being a little off last night.
6: We're not in a very good position right now. That's for sure. Um, like I told the guys, like there's there's no margin for error, period, and it's not like I know we got a really tough team coming up um, in Philly, so we we're gonna get back to work on Monday and um, try to make some of these corrections. It's disappointing when you have whether it's a coverage bust defensively, whether it's a protection bust and or you know any any type of mistake in regards to the mental errors that's extremely disappointing especially where we're at in in the season
0: at wow. some point the packers are so far behind in NFC north leading uh leading new uh, minnesota vikings who are 8 and 1 that the division seems to be lost
4: absolutely they're not you know, going to win the division
0: no, they're like, clearly they're, not going to win the division, and and even though there aren't a lot of people, I don't know what it'll take for people to believe in the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe, maybe if they go out there and pummel the the Dallas Cowboys this this Sunday, maybe they'll get some people to jump on the bandwagon. I'm I'm not. I I've seen I've watched them probably three times this season. I'm right? and I'm I'm like,
4: eh, it's okay. But, but you know what? What's crazy. And you think about it, like you think about the Eagles, they weren't picked in the top three, mm. you know. To to you know, it was what the Kansas City Chiefs and the Um Buffalo Tampa Bay Bills. Buccaneers and the buf- yep. Buffalo Bills, and the so, Los
0: Angeles Rams, right? Yep. And
4: and so Philly has kind of come out of nowhere. But this, you know, this Minnesota Vikings team. I know we're talking about the the Packers, and obviously, you know, they, their only chance is to be a wild card team, which I don't think they're going to do that anyways. But um, One real quick. Anytime Aaron Rodgers is on the field, you know, you have a chance period like it is that it is what it is. But speaking of quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins has his team playing really, really well. And like you said, you don't know what it's going to take to have people jump on the bandwagon or believe in them. And to be honest. Omar, I don't think anybody cares. I don't think, I mean, I don't think Minnesota cares. I think the Vikings believe in themselves and yeah. they're gonna be like, you know what, we're gonna go out and play. And, you know, they can go and get a big one this week. Um, you know, they're sitting at eight and one. They're not gonna lose the division. They're not gonna have a total breakdown over these last, what, eight games um to lose the division. And and I think, I think Minnesota's for real.
0: Yeah, that that's a that's an interesting element and and I will consider it. They've got one of the best running backs, one of the best wide receivers, in, and an efficient quarterback and a right and a pretty good defense. So you might you might have a good point there. Well, it wasn't all sweet for the Titans last night. Mm. Titans offensive coordinator Tom Downing was arrested early Friday morning for DUI. The incident raised obvious questions about when and where Downing consumed all the alcohol that he had probably had been drinking. The NFL has a very strict rule regarding teams making alcohol available to players and coaches. If, and at this point, it's only an if, Downing was drinking on the plane, that could be a real problem for the Titans. Uh, The timeline doesn't look good for the Titans in regards to Downing's arrest. According to the Tennessee highway patrol officers, they observed Downing traveling at a high rate of speed, on Interstate 65 at around 2.30 a.m., the Tennessee Highway Patrol, during during their traffic stop, they, they observed some impairment from Downing, and right. they said that he smelled the odor of alcohol and booze coming from the coach's vehicle. Downing was then placed under arrest for DUI. Uh, the NFL sent out a memo to all clubs Friday evening threatening significant discipline for violations of the league's long-standing policy prohibiting alcohol at team facilities and while traveling on team planes and buses. Uh, the statement read, and I'm not going to read the entire statement, but um, the statement read, In light of recent events, clubs are reminded that league policy prohibits alcohol beverages, including beer, in locker rooms, practices, or office facilities, or while traveling on team buses or planes at any time during the preseason, regular season, and postseason. This applies to all players, clubs, club personnel, and guests traveling with the team. This policy has been placed for many years, making alcohol available at club facilities or while traveling creates significant and unnecessary risk to the league. It's the players, coaches, and others. Violators of this important policy will be taken seriously and result in significant discipline. Now, I can tell you for sure that I've seen some alcohol inside some locker rooms, um, and I'm Come sure that there have been. And understand that I actually began covering sports in an era where there was beer distributed after games, right? So, you know, this has been probably a change within the last decade. Um, but, you know, it's hard for people to change the culture of things that they've been doing for a long time to have a, a beer or two on on a plane or have a beer or two after the game. And, you know, obviously, we don't know all of the details. And I'm, I'm a person who I don't believe that a police report is is the holy Bible. I don't believe it. It tells a full story. Um, I I don't think he took a a um they the, I don't think they did a blood alcohol check to find out how intoxicated he was. Um, so there there's more to the story. But here's Mike Vrabel uh, this morning addressing Downing incident.
6: First off, I would just like to address the incident uh, that occurred earlier this morning with Todd Downing. Uh, I've spoken to Todd. I've spoken to Miss um, Amy, John, and I have been in communication. Uh, with her, uh, with the League. Uh, The League has policies uh, with regards to uh, these incidents, and we'll make sure that the League has all the information uh, that they need. I also know that you have um, many specific questions regarding um, the incident, uh, but out of respect to the the legal process, the the process that the League has, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to answer um, many of those uh, specific questions. Uh, I will say, however, that um, we all have a great responsibility as members of this community, as uh, coaches and players of this organization, as uh, fathers and husbands and teammates to to make great decisions. uh, And we understand that. And so um, I'll do my best to to answer uh, the questions that you have, but also, out of respect to the uh, situation, there's going to be some things that I'm not going to be able to talk about. Uh, Teresa? Mike, uh, one question. There is a availability for anyone on the team and in the organization that needs a ride to get a ride, no matter what time of day it is, correct? Yes, that's correct, Teresa. That's something that um, you know, we had before I got here and something that, uh, you know, we continue to have. So, yes, that's that's provided through through our ownership and, uh, and the team.
0: Something that's provided through the NFL as well. There's a number that they can call for players, I don't know if it applies to coaches, who can get a ride whenever they want to get a ride. And there's something I actually call Uber, but obviously when you're coming off a flight and you're trying to make your way home um sometimes you don't think about that and you don't actually make the most responsible decisions and that seems to be what the case is but auntie do you think that this is possibly an incident that could derail the titan season
4: no i don't think so um you know he made a mistake obviously come on now let's let's just be real i mean there was alcohol on the plane he didn't he didn't step off the plane And drink so much alcohol from the plane to his car, yeah. On the way home, that they that the officers who that he won was driving erratically, and number two, that they smelled that much booze coming off of him. Um, you know, look, you're right. Like I played in an era. I mean, obviously not in the WNBA, but overseas, where I mean, players they were drinking, they were smoking cigarettes. I mean, the first time I saw somebody spark up a cigarette before the game i was flabbergasted drinking drinking alcohol over in poland and turkey um but look i mean it was a big win yesterday obviously um they had a blast on the plane you know these guys better stop going on social media on the planes before somebody get caught doing this but you know he, he did it he made a mistake he has to pay for it but at the same time you know he had a he he played a. He called a really good offensive game yesterday. Maybe yes, one did. of his best this year.
0: Yep, um, and he was he was in his bag. Yes, he, he was. He yes, was, he was. I mean, he, he, had he was some celebrating trick
4: plays and and yeah. Eric Henry throwing the little jump pass into the end zone. I mean, he he was doing his thing and, he was and like, rightfully this is, so. This is
0: the performance that's going to get me a head coaching job. I'm trying right, to but celebrate. But they won't get your head
4: coaching job if you keep getting stopped for dois. So yeah, you know, at the end of the day, he got to be smart. And these guys are getting paid a lot of money. And they don't get paid money to break break rules. And if that's an NFL rule, no matter if you agree with it or not, yeah. you got to follow it. And if he didn't follow it, then which appears to be the case, then he needs to be, you know, he needs to be punished.
0: Yeah, the, the, it, it's a tough situation. And um, I'm, I'm just thankful that nobody it wasn't an accident that led to this discovery and, and led to this arrest. Um, Hopefully it's this is something that will resolve itself. Um, you know, with with whatever the courts and and the legal system deems, applic- applicable, right? Um, but you know, it's a sad sad saga to kind of derail one of their biggest wins of the season. But Absolutely. do you? But the, here's my question to you, Auntie: Do you believe that the Tennessee Titans are contenders or pretenders?
4: I think if Ryan Tannehill. Continues to play like he did last night um, and make plays. He's just not managing that offense. I think the way he plays and, you know, Derrick Henry, I mean, he only had 87 yards last night, but it felt like he could do whatever he wanted. Right. I mean, now he was stopped a couple of times on, on third and short and fourth and short, but for the most part, I mean, it was seven yard gains, eight yard gains. Like he was running and you know, Tannehill just looked good passing the ball, and and maybe because it was Aaron Rodgers, didn't look so well. But but
0: he's, he's gonna look good from time to time. He's got the tools and ability. Uh, the the I covered Tannehill for seven years down here in Miami, right? And he is he is the epitome of game manager. You you should look up the, you should look up game manager in the dictionary. There'll be Ryan Tannehill's <laughs> face right right sitting right there.
4: Well, he just um, be just be consistent. He stays consistent. They're gonna be they're they're gonna be a. I don't. They're not going to contend for a Super Bowl, but I mean, they're going to they're going to make the playoffs, and and uh, you know, I, I think they can make some noise, but you know, we'll see all these next couple weeks.
0: I mean, they were the AFC's leading number one team last year without Derrick Henry for the bulk right. of the season. So, I I and really their defense is playing a little bit better now. So I I have. I can kind of put them in that contender category. As long as they've got Derrick Henry right uh toting that rock, especially when you get into the playoffs in December games. Auntie, you know December games, you gotta play you gotta run the ball. You gotta play defense. You sure do. And when the weather especially when the weather changes, because they're last I checked, they let's say they get home field advantage in the AFC playoffs. And and you know, Last year they were at this point too, where they were starting to build momentum. And, sure, and then they finished strong. But if they get home field advantage, that's an outside element. That's an open air venue. Um, Kansas City also has an open air venue. Um, uh, Baltimore has an open air venue, so they can do business wherever right. they, they can. They can play wherever, wherever, whoever's standing in their way. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Hope Solo, World Cup champion and host of Hope Solo Speaks, a Serious XM podcast. I'm so excited about the Men's World Cup starting November 20th, and we'll have coverage all tournament long. I'll be talking to former players, top analysts, and offering some of my unique perspective as Team USA looks to make a deep run in Qatar. Download new episodes of Hope Solo Speaks right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. USA! USA! USA!
0: Welcome to the Friday Football Focus. I'm here with my guys, Lijay Douzable and Adam Pacman-Jones, here to talk about a game that we like to play at this midseason point, contender or pretender. It's become tradition that we use Fridays to play these games, to sort of break down what these NFL seasons and these teams look like. And right now, let's put the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs and the Minnesota Vikings to the side because – those are teams with the top records. Those are teams that everybody expects to kind of be in it when we get to the. Oh, to, you said Kansas City Eagles and who? Kansas City Eagles and Minnesota. Let's okay. Let's, let's I, them, I just wanted
3: to make sure you put some respect on the
0: Vikings' name. I, I mean, let's put them to the side. They're they're eight and one heading into this Sunday's game. We'll we'll see if they take care of business against the Dallas Cowboys. But let's begin with Doos's New York Jets, which play mm. a tough matchup against the New England Patriots. The Jets are 6-3. and They're trending up since the return of Zach Wilson. The Jets' defense is holding opponents to 312 yards per game, which ranks seventh in the NFL. Are the Jets a championship contender or a pretender? Championship contender? Goddamn, already? I don't know about that. But playoffs,
2: uh, I like the defense. They have an unbelievable uh, front line up front. So I'm I'm going with I'm going with contenders. I think they're
3: contenders. Dude, sauce, baby. Let's uh-uh. go, sauce. That's why, that's why, why Peck's my guy. He knows. He knows. A run game and a defense. You could travel with that anywhere. And that's what the Jets have now. They are a young unexperienced team but they have some guys on there that with some experience cj mosley right he's been with the baltimore ravens he has really good experience uh braxton Berrios, new england patriots he came from the patriot way he's oh. had playoff experience as he well so th- these are the two guys Corey davis with the tennessee titans he has playoff experience i don't care about you looking at that omar kelly tennessee titans have been running that division and you know it so when he was there they was running it too all right with king henry so he been to the playoffs I put some respect on the Titans name, but they have a nice influence of young talent, right? The, the Adam Pac-Man Jones talked about. And the thing is, they don't, don't just have a good defense. They have an elite defense. They don't just get after the quarterback and sack them. They turn you over. I believe their secondary has 11 interceptions this year already. They get after you, turn you over the ball. And the crazy thing is they don't do it by blitzing. It's the front four and they play coverage on the back end. The two corners should be Pro Bowlers this year, and DJ Reed yeah. and Ahmad Sauce Garner. They get might after be it. the best two, right? I mean, they, in as the far top. as tandem tandems in, in tandem, the league, they might be the top best five too. at least. Yeah, they're definitely top five. Some some people would probably say, uh, you know, Darius Slay and, slay them, and you know, slay Bradbury. Good, no. Yeah, probably. But also, bad, like I said, that like, them two, DJ Reed, man. Again, I know Sauce is a little bit more flashier. DJ Reed been strapping folks over there. Just turn the film on; he gets it done. So. Uh, you know, championship. I, I want to pump my brakes, right? We the first thing we need to do is beat the New England Patriots this this Sunday, right? You got to get off the snide when it comes to that. They've won 13 in a row against my New York Jets. So they gotta beat them. And yes, they've beat the, the Buffalo Bills who have run this division for the last couple of years. Um, but to me, it, it starts with the Patriots because it going back to Tom Brady, This they've owned the New York Jets for the last few years. So they got to go beat them Sunday to to really solidify and see if they are a true contender in this league.
0: Let's stick to the AFC East, where the Miami Dolphins are one of the hottest teams in the NFL, seven and three heading into the bye this week. They're in possession of the hottest quarterback in the NFL. Two of the top rated passers, 118.1 pass rating. And their defense has been getting better slowly, especially. The addition of. Yeah, they got pressure on They the had guys. a decent game Sunday versus the Browns. Before that, it was barbecue chicken. So are they contenders or pretenders when it comes to, to, the, to the Super Bowl? I mean, they're contenders. I say this reluctantly, obviously.
3: But anytime you have Tyreek that Hill, Hill suck. and Jalen Waddle, that's the best division of football right now. Anytime you have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, who is not human, Right, he puts the fear of God in defensive coordinators for what he can do with his speed and the way Tua has been efficient throwing the ball. believe, um, the most efficient quarterback in the league right now, mine has the highest QBR, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to see if him or Geno, I think Geno still yeah, has Gino's the best second. completion. Oh, so Geno second, okay. Yeah, Gino, uh, yeah the uh, way Gino's number been,
0: one on completion, percentage.
3: completion percentage, right? Yeah, okay. So the way Gino has been, I mean, the way Tua has been throwing the ball, you have to say they're contenders, right? The biggest thing that I worry about, and we've had this discussion on Kelly, Josh Boyer. Like, Mm. what are you going to do? You traded for Nick Chubb. Are you going to change your philosophy? And to this point, he hasn't. Now, he's been lucky, right? He hasn't been too lucky because the Lions put up a ton of points on them boys. Chicago put up a gang of points on them. The Browns, we know how you feel about Jacoby Brissett. And you would think that would be a revenge game. He would have went out there and tried to throw for 300 against them boys, but they just could not keep up with that track meet. That is the Miami dolphins. And the one thing that I think the dolphins did that was really smart before trade that line, Jeff Wilson, my goodness. Like I love Raheem Mostert, but Jeff Wilson, like when he came to the Miami dolphins, he's running with purpose. He's running with anger and he's getting downhill. So you talk about that pass attack the Miami dolphins have. Added with Jeff Wilson running the football like that—that's a well-balanced breakfast over there, Omar Kelly. Th- th- I, and I, like I said, they're in our division, so I hate to give them props, but they're damn, definitely damn, a damn. contender.
0: But listen, contender. Right, man, contender or pretender?
2: The
3: Dolphins?
0: Yeah.
2: Come on, man! Like that? Like that? 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 that, that that's not even a question, is it? <laughs> um The things they have done, you know, offensively, is it, crazy. Um, We came into the season talking about, oh, it's Tyreek Hill overdoing it when he's saying that Tulik is one of the most accurate. Well, shit, he was 100% right as of yep.
0: now. He sure was. So
2: we haven't went back and visited that at all. So everything <laughs> that Tyreek said right now, he had said the truth and so help him God. So whatever he's saying, I'm going with. He said they the real deal. They're going to push the run. Um, I'm going with them way before I'm going with the Jets, and the Jets is a good team.
0: Uh, Minnesota
2: is a good team. Let's
0: let's get to the NFC North. Uh, I'm sorry, the AFC North, where my guy Pac-Man Jones, he's got the Cincinnati Bengals at five and four. I I just struggled to put them in here, but they had a winning record pack. So I had to I had to put them in there. In terms of contenders, pretenders, because this is a point in the year last year where they started to get hot. But what do they do about that rushing attack? Nice ninety-eight yards per game, dude, Pack. That's not that's
2: not a lot. And, and you're right. But one thing about it is about to get cold here, and we're gonna go off. What have you done for me lately? Last week, I mean, not last week. We was off last week. Week before that. <laughs> I think the the line just now starting to jail. you know, it take four or five weeks for an offensive line that haven't played no fucking preseason, no nothing, to just go out and jail. That doesn't happen. We got five new linemen here. Um, but I'm eager to see how this week and the next uh, two weeks go. It's a pivotal point in the season. And we right there at the top. So all this shit y'all saying, and, <laughs> and dudes keep talking shit about the Jets, we're in a way better position. No, y'all not. Y'all schedule way tougher than ours. (laughs) Bro, can y'all beat the Dolphins? Yes, we already did. (laughs) Like, y'all gonna beat the Dolphins again?
3: We'll see week 18. Are y'all gonna beat the Browns? (laughs) Are y'all gonna beat the Patriots? We will. We better beat them tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah, Yeah, you talking about why you
2: talking that shit? Like, actually, our record is a little better than y'all's against the Browns. They done beat us probably, what, seven out of the last nine? I think the. You right, right. I don't y'all. think anybody has
3: a worse record versus the Patriots than we have.
2: Yeah, shit. The Patriots don't beat y'all every time they played y'all in the last decade. Let's let's, let's get to <laughs> hey, another
3: team.
0: It's been like the last five, four or five years. Let, let's move forward with the Baltimore Ravens, six and three. I ain't right get now. to talk about the Bengals. Uh, okay, put 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 your name put your name on it. Contender pretender.
3: Yeah hater skip him skip him See, I've been telling you since the beginning skip. of the Damn. year Omar that this me team me. is not making the playoffs I've been saying this is the
2: right. beginning of the year I want my 200 bucks you owe me 200 bucks. I know, but we bet it 200 bucks that the Bengals would make.
3: Yeah, it. so I, ooh, 400. Hey, me, me and Fiance going to eat good. <laughs> That's of the piece on the plate. You know what I'm talking about, Pat? That's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, nah, I'm just looking. If you look at their schedule, and let me see if I can pull it up real quick, bro. My, my, go my to man, the next Adam, team. Bro. I, I, my man, my man, had a backman Jones real quick. A Bengals <laughs> hater, bro. I, you know I'm not, bro. You know I got love for you. I don't be hating on the Bengals know, like that. I know
2: you love me, but you're a Bengals let, let,
3: Let's look at it. Let's look at it, Omar Kelly, because he, he's talking about our schedule. Look at this man's schedule. They got the Steelers, who they lost to already. It's at bro. the Steelers. We're, okay, we're, we're, the the, the lone snapper got hurt. They, but then listen to it, Omar Kelly. Listen after that. They play at the Titans. They play, play the Kansas City Chiefs. we're going to The beat Browns, who they've never beat. <laughs> then we they got the Bucks, who are resurging. And then they finish at the Patriots. It <laughs> sounds all winnable to me. It, it that sounds like a that, like what did I say? Five losses. <laughs> you get by wow, sound. Crazy. That does
0: sound like one of the toughest finishes in the NFL. Bro, probably.
3: it's one of the tough. That's why if you look at the percentages, I know you don't care about them. Pack. They got the Bengals only making the playoffs by like twenty percent right now. How they do I gotta, bet?
2: Is it a bet where I can bet the percentages? I'm betting that they make the playoffs.
3: I already bet you that.
2: <laughs> I, I need to, I need to give me a real bet though, like a. I can call one of these gamblers.
3: I, I like, think I think All right, Pac, let me it. ask you this. If you, you guys go and, and I know Jeff. you don't believe this, I know we gotta move forward. And I know you don't believe this, but Pac, if you guys lose versus Steelers, do you think you guys are making the playoffs still? Mm. Yes, it's still possible. Yes,
0: it, still is. it is it is it, it's, it, it's possible. It's possible bro, it's possible are, that they
2: allowed hey, me to go
3: skydiving too. Bro, we're a game from yeah. first place in the division. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't y'all gotta, oh, y'all gotta play the Ray? Oh, that's right. Let me. I'm mad. Oh, my. they still gotta play the Ravens again, too. I'm sorry. I forgot that. Tough schedule in the NFL. <laughs>
0: let, let, let's move to the Ravens right now. i think We're the Bills, If
3: I'm not mistaken, too.
0: The Jay and Adam Pac Man Jones breaking down contenders from pretenders. Baltimore Ravens, six and three. They're in the driver's seat in the AFC North. Lamar Jackson is quietly having one of his better seasons in the NFL. Are mm-hmm. they a contender for a championship or a pretender? Pretender. Oh,
2: he's
3: a Baltimore hater. <laughs> Their defense sucks. Their defense has actually played well the last four or five weeks. Man, they Plus Houston well. has been cooking. What are you talking about? Who have they played in the last Y'all?
2: <laughs> Who? Y'all. Baltimore they they, they tried like three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that was way. That was I'm talking about. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, I like come Baltimore. I'll I, I tell you this. I tell you this. I do like Baltimore. I think they're a dangerous team. Yeah. But if D Jack is not healthy,
3: they have nobody to stretch the field. You don't think he's healthy? No, he just had a little. Oh, yeah, because he they put him back in there too quick, probably. Yeah. But they're just coming off by. So you think you don't think he'll be good, right? Coming yeah, off the bye? I think he will be good off the bye. But what I'm saying yeah. is
2: they gotta figure out a way to ease him in there and not just put him yeah, in all that. He ain't played. All that he don't need all that comeback shit. Run him on go routes. Go and post, that's it. Coaches got to realize when with your older players, you're doing that comeback, your whole body breaking down. Now, I'm good running goal, goals, digs, you know what I mean, uh flag routes, posts, because that's almost like scriding and then I can open it up a little bit and I can gauge myself. But I'm running comebacks and all of that. That's full speed. Yeah. But, yeah, but they are a dangerous team. I will say that. I just don't, I don't believe
3: in the defense
0: plus Lamar's Lamar's success rate in the playoffs is is not encouraging so He got over the
3: hump finally man you used to chill out he won the year before but now this is a dang, to me this is one of the most dangerous teams in the NFL right because like the way they can run the football and the inventiveness and how many different packages they give you to run the football let's not forget Mark Andrews has been hurt and they still been winning without him He should be back after the bat. Gus Edwards, right? They missed him for the first part of the year. He was coming off, I think it was an ACL. And in the one game he played versus Tampa Bay Bucks, he was toting the rock, but then he got the hamstring injury. So I think he'll be fresh coming off the bye. Like this to me is one of the most dangerous teams. Let's not forget, Omar, crazy stat for everybody. This is the one team in the NFL that has had a double-digit lead on everybody this year. They've just tricked some games off earlier in the season. Now they've been able to finish these last couple weeks and that defense. I know Adam Pac-Man Jones, you're not a fan of it, but this come along. I mean, Justin Houston, they added JPP. They're going to get David Jabo back who they took in the first round. Bowser, the outside rusher. Calais Campbell has been playing well inside. Let's not forget. They traded for one of the best linebackers in football in Roquan Smith and paired him with Patrick uh, Queen and those two. Their first game together, it just looked dominant, right, versus the New Orleans Saints. Now, again, the New Orleans Saints have been terrible this year, but this defense, where a lot of people talk bad about earlier in this year, is come on as of late. I like the, the the Ravens. To me, they're the most dangerous team in the AFC right now.
0: Now, let's get to the NFC North, where we've got two teams, the Dallas Cowboys at 6-3 and three and the New York Giants at 7-2. and two. I know Purnell is, is, is very curious about what we would say about his Giants team. Saquon Barkley is one of the leading rushers in the NFL, 164.8 rushing yards per game. But Daniel Jones only giving you 161 passing yards. Can they be a title contender with Daniel Jones at quarterback? I'm going to
3: say, Pernell, you're probably going to hate me for this, that the Giants are pretenders. And I only say that because, if I'm not mistaken, they've only played one divisional game. Right. And, you know, a lot of people were saying that that was the NFC lease, but it's one of the better divisions in football. So if you think about it, right, the one divisional game they played was at home versus Dallas Cowboys. They got beat that game, right? They still got to play the Cowboys in Jerry's World. They got to play the Commanders twice, who have been resurgent now. They still got to play the Philadelphia Eagles twice. So we're going to learn a lot about this New York Giants team in the next five, six weeks. I just don't think they have the talent. Now, I I, I, like, I like, you know, what Brian Dayball has done with the talent that's on the current roster, but I think the buck stops here, if I'm being honest. Now, I'm not going to say they're not going to make the playoffs, right, because they've won so many games already. I think if they just win three, maybe two more, they get into the playoffs, right, because of the success they've already had.
0: But I just don't see it going nowhere pers- past the first round. Now, Pac-Man, your former team, the Dallas Cowboys, six and three, headed into a big matchup against the Minnesota Vikings this week. Pretender or contender?
3: Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's Jerry, this your boy. But, I, but we keep it real on this show.
2: Pretenders. Uh, only reason I'm saying pretenders is because they're not doing the same thing they was doing when uh Dak was hurt.
3: Mm. Now,
2: now it's a pass happy offense when they need to run the ball. Like they were only throwing the ball 20, 25 times when Dak was hurt. Let's go yeah. back to that and see if that works.
3: Yeah, you I couldn't put it on pa- the defense. I the couldn't defense. agree with Pac Moore. I know like, they had
2: a bad week last week, but put it on the defense. Shit.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree with Pac Moore. I mean, granted, I know you're paying Dak Prescott $40 million, which honestly. It's middle of the pack money now. If we talk about it, so that can't be an excuse anymore. We're paying Dak Prescott forty million dollars when Kyler Murray's making forty six and and Aaron Rodgers making fifty and Patrick Mahomes is making forty five and Josh Allen is making like forty something. Like forty million dollars is like quarterback ten or eleven in the league right now. That's middle of the pack. So that ain't an excuse no more to to drop back with Dak Prescott forty six times a game and think you're going to actually win football games. Let's not forget. The last time they tried to do that, it didn't work. This team has always been better when they had the run game going. And Tony Pollard should have gotten at least 25 carries last week because the Green Bay Packers could not stop him in the run game, but they refused to go back to him. I don't know. Again, I think there's a disconnect with these young offensive coordinators thinking they got to do something extraordinary to get head coaching jobs. We see it with Ken Dorsey. We saw it with Kellen Moore, and we know Kellen Moore has the ability because he just did it when Cooper Rush was the quarterback. So I don't understand how the game plan drastically changes because you're paying Dak Prescott $40 million, as if that's top five quarterback money. Like Pac said, go back to running the football. Keep Dak Prescott in between 25 to 30 attempts at most in the game and see what happens.
0: You listen to I Am I am Athlete tonight. I'm your host, Omar Kelly, here with Liz J. Ducible and Adam Pacman-Jones on the Football Friday Focus. Let's get into two of the West Coast teams, the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith's having a resurgent season, producing the second-best passer rating, in the NFL, 108 passer rating. Are the Seahawks contenders and pretenders with Geno Smith at quarterback?
2: Fact, I love the Seahawks. They are not uh, pretenders. They are contenders. Um, with what they are doing over there, offensive, offensive wise, um, and you know everybody know. Uh, what's the head coach name? I can't think his name. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll have always been good with a good running game. So with the running game and the way Geno is playing and dialect and everything from being in the offense to having a coach that can really coach. um, You can see that you can see what's going on. So yeah, they are definitely not pretenders. They are contenders.
3: I would say they're contenders for the playoffs. Pretenders when it comes to championship, I just think they're too young. Um, especially on the defensive front, even at the offensive tackle position, two rookies there now. The rookies have played very well, right? Tariq Woolen should actually be on the. Pro Bowl ballot, not just for defensive player, of the a rookie player of the year. He should be on the Pro Bowl ballot. He's a shutdown corner. Kobe Bryant has played well for them, too, in the slot. And then if you look at their offensive tackles, you know, Abraham Lucas and, you know, um, Charles Cross, both rookies, playing really well. Kenneth Walker is probably will make the Pro Bowl as a running back, as a rookie. I, they do have the experience, you know, on that side. Like They do have a few veterans in there. They brought Bruce Irvin back. They got digs at safety, right? But I just think they're a year away i think and this is technically supposed to be a rebuild for them right omar kelly a lot of people thought they'd be picking in the top five so they're ahead of schedule i think they make the playoffs i just don't think they can make a run at a championship now the way that gino is played i don't put anything past that kid because if if they if they have a puncher's chance he's going to take a swing and he's going to give them an opportunity so i just don't think they have enough to to make a
0: run at a championship now onto our final team in this pretender contender category, we've got the San Francisco 49ers at five and four. They possess the NFL's stingiest defense, allowing 280.6 yards per game. And Jimmy G has been efficient, as he always is. Are the 49ers contenders or pretenders to win a championship? The scariest team in the NFL right now when they traded for Christian
3: McCaffrey, they became the scariest team in the NFL. And I've been saying that, you know, I picked them to go to the super bowl early in our picks in the beginning of the year, this is before they traded for Christian McCaffrey, just because I knew that defense and how they would be. Now, I was worried about Trey Lance, but I, I said what I said. I said, again, I didn't want the young man getting hurt, but I felt like by weeks five or six, they were going to have to sub sublet him anyway, and Jimmy G would be the quarterback just because he knows how to run the operation. And you can't waste, you know, years from Trent Williams. You can't waste years from George Kittle, right? And now you got Christian McCaffrey. I think this team is the most dangerous team in football. Like, I can't wait to see how inventive uh, Kyle Shanahan could be with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, we still haven't seen it up until this point. I thought we'd see a little uh-huh. bit more of it versus the L.A. Chargers. He really didn't implement. Now he did have one in the backfield, and he, he speed sweep, you know, Debo Samuel. But I would like to see both of them line up in the backfield because I I would love to see how defensive coordinators adjust to that. Right. So um, to me, they're the scariest team because, one, their defense is ridiculous and they're not even all the way healthy yet. Like Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw still haven't really played this year at defensive tackle position. Once they get those guys back and Kinlaw, will see if he can come back. But Eric Armstead, I think, is getting closer to coming back. This team is going to be scary to deal with because with that run game and we saw it versus the Chargers and the way that Jimmy, like you said, is efficient with the football, the playmakers they have, you know, with Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, right? Brandon Ayuk has played really well this year. And the defense speaks for itself. D'Amico Ryans should be one of the top coaches as, you know, as far as looking if if new GMs or new head coaches or new owners are looking for new head coaches. His name should be at the top of that list. D'Amico Ryans is a leader of men. This team, to me, is the scariest team in
0: the NFL right now. Where do you sit on that with the San Francisco 49ers? Five and four, Pac-Man, pretenders or contenders?
2: Well, shit, he just gave you a whole rundown of everything, but he didn't say (laughs) one thing about one fucking person.
0: Jimmy, Jimmy G. G. I knew you was going to say that.
2: <laughs> so all oh, that sound good. Jimmy G had have, have been had that many weapons and more weapons. So He ain't never had
3: CMC. To me.
2: Oh, I just don't believe in Jimmy G, man. And I, like, I, I love the team. I love the organization. But Jimmy G just don't have the tools to win the game by itself. You can play cover two all game long with a scout on him, and he cannot beat you.
0: Ooh. Mm. Well, you heard it here from our guys, Lijay Dusable. I
2: meant to Doosable. say two man. I, sh- I didn't mean to say cover two.
0: That's all good, Pack. You heard it from our guys, Lijay Dusable and Adam Packman Jones on this Friday football focus. Coming up next, we'll get you ready for Week Eleven here on I Am Athlete tonight on Mad Dog Sports Radio.
2: I Am Athlete tonight is part of the series XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight trial to start your free trial today.
6: Sirius XM Podcasts.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards.